0: Hello and welcome to another edition of The Legal Geeks. I'm Jessica Meterson here as always with my blogging buddy and partner Josh Gilliland. Hey Josh, how are you? I am
1: well. We've celebrated Christmas and very soon the year of hell will come to an end.
0: Oh, let me tell you, 2016, and as of this afternoon, well, not the worst year of my existence. Obviously, you and I both lived through nine eleven, and there have been bad years. But I gotta say, twenty sixteen is up there with just those years that have really been a, a kick in the pants. Um, I'm referring, of course, to Carrie Fisher, and we'll talk about her more later when we talk about the ugly uh, parts of 2016. But we're going to start on a positive note. Um, Josh and I were finishing up another calendar year of blogging together with the Leo Geeks, and we have had some big highlights. And from a Leo Geeks and Geeks standpoint, there have been some outstanding moments this year. So let's start with the positive <laughs> and talk about some of the good things as we go through the good, the bad, and the ugly of 2016.
1: As everyone holds on to their comfort puppy, first, <laughs> our new theme music is done by my brother, Jordan Sledge. So, big thank, big thank you to Jordan for coming up with our new theme music. And he's still going to experiment, so we might have some more in the near future. So
0: Very cool. Muchas gracias.
1: Yes, it pays to have a talented brother who's... Got lots of skills. Lots of skills. This year, there was a lot of great things in pop culture, and it was actually a really good year for us, even though it felt like society went through the meat grinder. (laughs) So let's just start with the most recent. Rogue One, I loved. Yes. A Star Wars story without the lead characters, and it was one of the best. I think it has the best spaceship battle in all of the movies that they've ever done. Looks ship-to-ship, looks like a World War II aircraft carrier-type battle scene, and it's exceptional. I loved Captain America's Civil War. More on that. We've blogged about it a lot. That was just a lot of fun. I love Doctor Strange, one of my favorite characters. They did a great job with that story. San Diego Comic-Con, we presented Mm -hmm. with Justice Quaylar from the California Supreme Court, former Judge Paul Graywall, now Deputy General Counsel and VP of Litigation at Facebook, Neil Caratry, who's at ORC and was the lead trial attorney in the Facebook litigation depicted in the social network, and then us mortal attorneys. Like <laughs> <Jessica.
0: laughs> this just mere mortals. It's, it's, the others
1: are great attorneys, but looking at those titans and hearing Quaylor and Graywall debate AI rights. It's, <laughs> it's just everyone just sat there in rapture. It was fantastic. So cool. And then there was San Diego Comic Fest where we did the mock trial of the Winter Soldier. And that was one of the best things I've ever organized as an attorney. Uh, Paul Graywall was still a judge. He presided over the hearing. His clerk made an awesome Black Widow cosplay and was a hostile uh, uh, prosecution witness. One of her friends was Bucky and did a great job in his cosplay. <laughs> that, that dude rocks. Just, he was so on. And we had Janina Scarlett and Andrea Ledamente, both psychologists who did very detailed, thorough expert witness opinions on the uh, insanity defense, both for and against. And then all the law students who worked their tails off. Yeah, it, it was just fantastic. Just and there were 130 people that filled the room to capacity. It was cool. One of the best things, San Diego. Excuse me, San Francisco Comic Con, where we had five panels, and one of the panels we did was Star Wars, which always fills the room. And it was making wow. Hitch- yes, it does. It was Megan Hitchcock and I presenting, and all these people were there. And all of a sudden, during our discussion of Droid rights, Megan got really giggly and seemed off. And I'm thinking, did she just have an aneurysm? What's going on here? <laughs> I didn't find out until afterwards. But Ian McDermott, who played the Emperor, came in and was watching us. And that she- is so cool. Yeah, that's right. The Emperor. Watched us. We were his (laughs) gestures. So I understand why Megan got all giggly and floaty because she was enamored with who was in the audience. And that was neat. Long Beach (laughs) Comic Con, we presented on Daredevil and Jessica Jones. And that was a ton of fun. I absolutely loved Luke Cage. Oh. was a guest again on the Imaginary Worlds podcast celebrating Star Wars. And for the fourth time, we made the ABA Journal Blog 100. Life, life is good. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, who's participated in all of those things with us. It was a great adventure. And that's all the positive. And Jess, what do you think of 2016? food? Of <laughs> focus on the good happy place
0: focusing on the good yes focusing on happy place speaking of happy place Gilmore Girls has been my happy escape um in this last quarter of 2016 um in fact it's been so much my happy place that I decided to rewatch the entire series before I watched the Netflix uh revival so um while I've watched the trailer for the revival several times I've not yet gotten to the actual Netflix um not reboot but kind of their you know a year in the of the Gilmore Girls but the fact that they brought that back and that Gilmore Girls now is getting a lot of that love and respect uh, that maybe didn't get the first time around has been awesome again I mean just shout out to Netflix generally Netflix is just fantastic Luke Cage is phenomenal amazing the crown too and again I also have to add a caveat that I'm preparing for a massive trial so I have not been able to do as much as I want to um blogging podcasting with you, or even just freaking watching enough TV. I'm planning to watch a whole bunch come April, but the crown was amazing. Grace and Frankie is one of my absolute delights in life. I just love that show so much. Um, Lily Tomlin continues to be a genius. So those are all huge. Rogue One, I agree with you, was amazing. And um, what I found interesting about Rogue One is I drag my poor non geek boyfriend to all of these, you know, superhero and Star Wars movies with me, and he's very good natured about it, and he's getting into them. But Rogue One far and away his favorite of all of those because it is, I think it was a star Wars movie that you did not have to be a star Wars fan to really enjoy. Um, cause it really was a great standalone movie and I love seeing Darth Vader back on the movie screen. Don't want a Darth in real life, but having Darth back on the movie screen was probably one of the high points of, um, of the year for me. But otherwise, oh, and then one other big thing too, um, going back to Marvel, you talked about some of the other ones, but I love Deadpool too. I love Ryan Reynolds. I don't like Ryan Reynolds, like leading man, kind of straight man. I love Quippy, quirky, you know, lots of fast comments, Ryan Reynolds. And so Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool was fantastic. My son's begging me to see it, and he's not old enough yet. I'm like, a couple more years, but I do love Deadpool and had to watch it again at Christmas um, in honor of one of the losses that we'll talk about in The Ugly. So, um But anyway, so there definitely was, you know, I certainly could escape to TV and movies. Oh, and actually another one, Hidden Figures, which I'm so excited about too. I'm reading the book again slowly, work keeps getting in the way, but I am so excited for that movie, which I wanted to see on Christmas Day, but it is not yet here in Madison. So I have to wait, I think, until early 2017 to see that. But I cannot wait for Hidden Figures. (laughs) Yeah. So oh, that's my look, positive for the year. <laughs>
1: yeah, all good. I really enjoyed Stranger Things this time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lots of fun there because I had those walkie-talkies. It was <laughs> kids today watching Stranger Things was like me watching Stand By Me and yes. thinking, of, hey, that was my dad's generation. I totally yes. get that now. So there was that That's really- us now. Yeah, we we never fought the Department of Energy, never went to the upside down, but that was a lot of fun seeing Dungeons and Dragons, you know, portrayed that way. And the fact the the real Secretary of Energy issued a press release saying like, hey, we're not evil. I thought that was hysterical (laughs) because that meant there were people at the DOE watching Stranger Things like, hey, we're not the bad guys. (laughs) This is really hurtful. We would I know. We would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. So, uh, and there have been a lot of great comics this time around. We'll talk about some in the oh, bad. That's
0: true.
1: But yes. Uh, Civil War II, I've enjoyed the legal issues in that. Uh, Thor has been good. Thor the Unworthy with Thor Odinson. Yes. I've been loving that so far because both are
0: fantastic
1: love love me some thor both of them keep keep on target
0: with those the new the reboot of wonder woman is part of this dc reboot whatever they're doing i can never quite keep track of the new 52 and all these things but the wonder woman and i like where they have a kind of the two-track storyline going on with the wonder woman comics is great i've
1: been reading a lot of dc rebirth and so when okay the, that's what i'm talking about yeah when the first issue came out that issue zero for the kickoff right and it focused on uh, wally west the original kid flash lost in the speed force and he's trying to reappear to people trying to get someone to remember who he is and each time he does it he's like disintegrating more into nothingness so like he starts he starts with batman and batman's reaction is who are you which would be the normal batman reaction he get you get to uh, his wife and she doesn't remember him or the fact they had kids together oh and like like that's a gut punch and then he appears to barry allen the flash and in it you know, he's saying goodbye to Barry, you know, thank you for the life I had and the adventures. And and Barry like it's like, Who are you? And then there's a beautiful panel where it's Barry's eyes and they get very wide, and with one word, Wally. And <gasps> and Barry grabs Wally and pulls him back into reality. And it's beautiful. <laughs> so, oh. so well done. And for longtime fans who've read for 30 years, or people who've just read for two months. Just a fantastic, fun story, engaging. Uh, I've been reading action comics and Superman for the first time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and they've been hitting it. The, the, yeah. Superman, the Superman comics have been very good. Batman's been excellent, as always. I've been reading Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. And DC went back to its roots, and they've been doing great stuff. So my compliments to the folks at DC as being part of the good. And so keep up. If anyone listens from there, keep it up. (laughs) We love you. So I saw you guys at Long Beach Comic Con. You guys had a great fun panel. You were energetic and happy and good to the fans. Keep that up.
0: Nice well let's talk let's talk about I say, the, bad. Well, let's go to the bad and really I will say I'm kind of leaving this to you you've got some great sort of rants, and I love a good rant um in the bad section here so I will leave those to you because if I start going on my rants about the bad of 2016 it will just turn into the ugly so we'll focus on some of your pop culture rants here and although some of them actually the first one's very legal in nature so let's so, talk about your first constitutional rant of uh, about 2016.
1: So during the presidential debates which which definitely turned into to the ugly. We had President-elect Donald Trump go on his tirades that, hey, stop and frisk is a good thing. And Vice President-elect Michael Pence did the same thing with, hey, it's a good thing. And you know what? No, no, it's not a good thing. It is grossly unconstitutional. The fact you were gaslighting a great judge in New York City is unforgivable. How you Because some of us have law degrees and we know how to read. And so you can't gaslight the written word. So let's pull a little from Floyd v. City of New York, which gets into just how grossly unconstitutional stop and frisk is. It's not making things safer because you're targeting people based on race. So mm. pulling from the case, the New York City Police Department made 4.4 million stops between January 2004 and June 2012. Over 80% of these 4.4 million stops were of African Americans or Hispanics. Now, here are the requirements for a stop. There are two such limits uh, that are paramount. First, all stops must be based on reasonable suspicion as defined by the Supreme Court of the United States. And two, the stops must be conducted in a racially neutral manner. So in New York, 52% of All stops were followed by a protective frisk for weapons. A weapon was found after 1.5% of these frisks. In other words, 98.5% of the 2.3 million frisks, no weapons were found. Mm. Weapons were seized in 1% of the stops of African Americans, 1.1% of the stops of Hispanics, and 1.4% of the stops of whites. You can't, reasonable suspicion is not someone's skin color. And the fact we have people who think, hey, it's okay to rough up people and say, stop, I'm going to give you a pat down, not okay. We have something called the Fourth Amendment. And the fact that we have some people who don't respect it is horrifying and there's a lot of us some hardcore conservatives like me who are now gladly going to join the aclu and the southern poverty law center because we don't like constitutional rights being stepped on amen which leads me to my second rant
0: Wait, can I just wait and say one thing? I'm going to tie this trying to be positive. I love that rant. I'm wholeheartedly supporting that rant. And I want to point out maybe the good of 2016 is that people like me and Josh, who often disagree on political stuff, we have found common ground <laughs> where we apparently have now agreed that even just establishing basic constitutional rights and protections are very important and are of the utmost priority right now. So that is the good is uh, Josh and I no longer have some of the political arguments we used to.
1: <laughs> you know, we're all Americans. We're all in this together. And, well, there were some rough times. We all need to work together and make sure people are not persecuted. So <sighs> no, no, we, we will be fighting and more than happy That's to right. help help with e-discovery on those matters <laughs> but that that's just me wearing a captain america shirt which brings us to my next rant of the bad captain america steve rogers created by joe simon and jack kirby two jewish men who didn't like the fact there was an american nazi party and people were saying like "Eh, who cares about hitler
0: is crazy when people don't care about Nazis and they're like, ah, no big deal. I thought we learned our lesson before, but maybe not. Yeah, we're getting a reminder. So
1: Nick Spencer, who's the writer for Captain America, Steve Rogers, which I thought was going to be excellent from Free Comic Book Day. They turned Cap into a neo-Nazi. That's right. That's Cap is us. now a member of HYDRA. Oh, and been a sleeper agent. We see him murder someone in the first issue. And oh. I, I picked up the other ones. And then I thought, you know what? I don't like this. And I'm going to vote with my pocketbook and not mm-hmm. buy this because I am so disgusted. Because this was the worst way humanly possible to celebrate the 75th anim- anniversary of the ultimate American hero created by Jewish comic book writers to protest Nazi Germany. Captain America represents the best of America. And what they have been doing has destroyed Joe Simon and Jack Kirby's most iconic character. And there were people gaslighting those complaining about this, saying like, hey, I'm not bitching about Cap Wolf ruining my childhood. And it's like, no, that was just a stupid story. This is giving everyone the middle finger. Mm -hmm. There are people who are vets, who joined the military, who are hurt who feel violently betrayed. And how do I know this? I've talked to psychologists who work with them. So this is an abomination. It's disgusting. I look forward to it ending because this is one of the most vile things that you could do to one of the greatest characters ever. So, Especially shame. right now
0: when we need a reminder that to be American... <laughs> We have to fight fascist, you know, groups like the Nazis. So it's more it's, important now than ever.
1: Yeah, it's it's vile. <laughs> so, which brings me to my next rant, because again, not that I believe in ranting all this much, but there was another issue that really bothered me. I love Star Trek. The fiftieth anniversary should have been the time to have celebrated Star Trek and Star Trek Beyond. Was the absolute worst thing they could do. People who make movies about high-speed car crashes don't know anything about Star Trek. You can't pick and pull little tidbits and go like, "Oh, look, we referenced something from Star Trek Enterprise," and but you still freaking get it wrong. Captain Kirk got at least ninety-four percent of the crew of the Enterprise killed. That's insane. He shouldn't be offered a promotion at the end of it. He should have been court-martialed and thrown out of the service. In today's Navy, the, the Uniform Military Code of Justice says, if you recklessly cause the loss of a ship, which then by extension would mean loss of life, you can be executed. So the fact that we have the Enterprise viewed as a disposable com- commodity, they kill the ship in under 15 minutes. Oh. And the crew are just murdered because they made a Fast and Furious movie instead of a Star Trek movie. There are other things, because there are people like me who actually pay attention and and enjoy these movies, is the story ignored continuity from the show Enterprise and the original series, since the bad guy is actually from the time period of Enterprise. Now, Mm. there, there are little things like each ship still had its own logo, much the way that we do in today's Navy. So the fact that they have the Enterprise logo on the Franklin should not have happened because that logo didn't exist at that time. Oops. There are other things as well, like no one bumped into Crawl in the original timeline. That just seems grossly bad storytelling because here's the genocidal maniac picking off ships that go by and nobody finds him? little things like that also yeah. i could go on and on with how much i was disappointed in star trek beyond but i was really disappointed Ugh. now let's get to the ugly oh. day was a hard day because we found yeah. carrie fisher passed away lost her battle after having a heart attack and I loved her for a variety of reasons she was spunky mm-hmm. smart fun sassy great writer just a neat lady
0: Yeah I likewise I mean obviously this year has just been brutal and you know I'm like goodness and to end with Carrie Fisher was a really hard loss obviously you know Princess Leia as a little girl who was a sci-fi geek I did not have a lot of female characters that I could identify with it was pretty much Wonder Woman and Princess Leia were my two options and I identified early and quickly with both of them because I was looking for those strong women characters Um, so as a child it was Princess Leia that I identified with but from the time I was a young adult through now she wrote postcards from the edge. I think, God, that had to have been 20 years or so ago. I read that. I've read all of her books. Wishful Drinking is fantastic. Her one-woman show, I watched that. She just, you know, personally was so funny, so witty, so brave and strong. And as somebody who has had like, you know, personal connections with people who struggle for mental illnesses and how many people still judge people with mental illnesses don't want to talk about it the fact that she was so open and was so supportive of people struggling with mental illness and saying if you can get through a day with these kind of mental illnesses I think she was referring specifically to bipolar disorder she's like that is strong and you should be proud of that not hiding that so the fact that she refused to Play by any kind of you know oh just sit still and look pretty or let's not talk about you know mental health problems or anything like that. She was so outspoken about all that. I just she was fantastic not just as a you know sci-fi icon but also just as this person that really had a voice and used it so well.
1: Huge loss, absolute huge colossal loss, and oh, feel horrible for her family and everyone who knew and loved her personally. And then. Yes. The- And then the world that also loved her, because she was a a fantastic character, writer, and all the other qualities that made her great. Yep. Uh, Unfortunately, we have a long list. George Michael, I enjoyed Wham! as a kid.
0: Oh, Wham! Freedom 90, that was, I was a senior in high school, that song, I had the single. I could never afford the full CDs because I was poor. But I played that single and watched that video anytime it came on MTV nonstop. That was my theme song for my senior year of high school. And so uh, that song still blows me away.
1: Yeah, I, I remember female classmates in junior high and high school who absolutely loved him.
0: Oh, yeah, like Faith George Michael is super hot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I we I know you, you you kept comparing the rest of us and wanting us. To, you know the Dana Carvey you know bits with look look at my bum it's a perfect circle. Yeah, just great voice. Going somebody to, to love
0: when he covered Somebody to Love with Queen for Freddie Mercury. I'm like nobody can cover for Freddie Mercury except that i don't know if you call it a duet a cover whatever when he did that with queen the remaining members of queen that is amazing
1: yeah yeah i'm your man so
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) so uh, prince minnesota boy that one really hit me hard too another amazing one i saw him in concert at least but still huge loss
1: yeah you know drinking from the refreshing waters of lake minnetonka will not make that pain <laughs> go away he was he was just cool and you know, i'm i'm more of the purple rain you know g- you know generation of the type of music that that i liked from him but he was just so far reaching and talented and could play so many instruments
0: Uh, and tying this into geek stuff his soundtrack for tim burton's batman which is still my favorite batman of all time his soundtrack for that is freaking awesome i mean it's kind of crazy and weird but you know i like Bat dance and he's got jack nicholson and michael keaton and daryl hannah daryl hannah right kim basinger kim basinger thank you oh my god that was bad i'm like wait that's the wrong blonde um but he even had their voices worked into it that that was a fantastic soundtrack.
1: For the record, Jessica is also blonde, and we mean yes. no insults of blonde <laughs> women or blonde people anywhere, anyone who self-identifies as blonde. I
0: get confused <laughs> for both of them all the time. That's why it was hard for me to tell who was who.
1: <laughs> both are amazing actresses. So just,
0: yes, sorry. We,
1: we love you both. <sighs> uh, oh. David Bowie, again, speaking of Queen, you know, I've always loved Under Pressure. Oh, Yeah. Um, Or Queen Bitch. (laughs) There's just so... All the songs from him on the Life Aquatic soundtrack are exceptional. Oh, yeah. Just, again, it's his classic stuff from, I guess, the early 70s. Great, talented musician. Yeah. And Alan Rickman. Uh, Loved him in Galaxy Quest. Loved him in Harry Potter. (laughs) And, and it, it's, it's not Christmas unless you watch Die Hard because... Well, you
0: know, it's funny. Or Love Actually. He's in my two favorite Christmas movies, Die Hard and Love Actually. Very different characters in the two. But it's funny. I watched both the last weekend um, as I was wrapping presents and getting ready and everything. And I'm like, very different. But that same, oh, that voice of his was so distinctive. Yeah, that was awesome. And again, that was another very sad loss.
1: And the world should recognize that Jessica puts Die Hard down as a Christmas movie. Heck
0: yeah, it is. And Deadpool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're not celebrating International Women's Day that way. No. (laughs) Which brings us to the future. (laughs) Nice segue. (laughs) 2017.
0: Looking forward to
1: episode eight, whatever its title will be. I will be ecstatic. Guardians of the Galaxy volume two, because America needs a hug right now. And
0: we need baby Groot. My daughter cannot wait for baby Groot.
1: That might be the hug America needs. (laughs) I don't know if it's the hug we deserve, but it's definitely the one (laughs) we need. Spider-Man two. I think it looks great love seeing Zendaya
0: my daughter again can't wait for that that she cannot wait for Zendaya and I'm actually you know I could have cared less about the last Spider-Man reboot but this one I'm intrigued by
1: and it will have Michael Keaton
0: that's right that's part of why I'm intrigued I forgot about that So And then I get to mention, can I mention the one that I am so, so, so excited for and cannot wait and have been waiting for since I think I was five or six and watched Linda Carter spin around, Wonder Woman. I have watched every trailer over and over, gotten chills every single time. And I just keep praying that the movie is as good as the trailers look and that they do a great job with it because, oh, I cannot wait for that. And unfortunately, it has a heavy burden on its shoulders as what really the first woman led superhero movie. It, you know, it has to, if it fails, they're like, see, we can't have other women superhero led movies. So um, obviously, it would not, hopefully, Captain Marvel would still happen. Maybe we'll get some of Black Widow sometime. But it carries a heavy burden on its shoulders, which makes me nervous too.
1: Yes. Um, there's a lot riding on it because they haven't had a Wonder Woman movie. Ever. Uh, maybe, maybe. I'm still
0: bummed that the Joss Whedon, Lauren Graham uh, one never got made. And not, well, I don't know if they were going to do it together, but you know, Joss Whedon wrote a script years ago, which I bet would have been awesome. Um, and then Lauren Graham at one point was, you know, they talked about her being Wonder Woman and she would have been fantastic. So I am bummed that never happened, but uh, I have to say so far, I've got high hopes for the one that's coming out next summer.
1: As do I. It, it looks fun seeing World War I. Will be yeah. interesting. So looks like great action, cautiously optimistic, and she was the best part of Batman v Superman, which we literally could throw into the ugly category. But <laughs> but, but, but we yes, we did it's she, she rocks. She it was it was a preview for her, and we'll yes, do, that's the way I'll I'll log that one up. <laughs> so there there are good things about the future. I mean, sure. Sure, Trump wants to know why we can't use nuclear weapons, which means you know, there's a chance we could actually hear a gorilla say, ape shall not kill ape, and want to talk to the lawgiver. So Planet of the Apes could be a reality for all we know. Oh, God. I'm sure it'll be okay, yeah. So anyway, 2016 was a rough year, but it wasn't all bad. There, there's, there's a lot of people who've been stressed out, and you can see... The Facebook memes people are posting of me at the beginning of 2016, me at the end, and it's like charred (laughs) remains. Hang in there. We have lots of lawyers. We have lots of people dedicated to protecting civil rights and working hard for America to to continue to be a great place because we never stopped. That's right. And the future can be bright.
0: and if i may say we have to remember one thing about princess leia no matter how bad things got and things got worse for princess leia than anybody else she never gave up hope and she never stopped fighting
1: and she never missed so (laughs) so with that jessica we let's log another one and we look forward to 2017
0: Goodbye, 2016.
1: And for everyone who's been with us on this journey, all the guest bloggers that we've had, everyone who went to San Diego Comic-Con or San Francisco Comic-Con with us, it's been a joy. America, stay geeky, America. Stay geeky.